listening to Influential Barbecue, the podcast where we talk to influencers in the barbecue industry to uncover how they've cultivated huge followings, unique income sources, and sponsorship possibilities from a love of cooking outdoors. If you want to turn your passion for food and fire into a world of opportunities, you're in the right place. And now your host, Jordan Moore. That voiceover intro gets me so fired up every time. Money well spent to get Clint to do my intro. 10 out of 10, would recommend to a friend. Hello, and welcome back to Influential Barbecue. Before we get started, I just want to give you a quick update on the direction of the show. After this episode, I'm going to be taking a brief break from releasing new episodes. Admittedly, it's a lot of work to put a weekly show together while also trying to get the pod cabin off the ground and everything else going on in my life. This break's going to let me switch to a season-style format, which is going to give me a lot more time and ability to plan things out a bit further in advance, lock down some interviews, create the content, and kind of plan it out ahead of time so I'm not working week to week as often. I still will, based on the nature of me as a human, but this is going to let me create the best quality show that I can for you going forward instead of trying to rush some things together and get content out every single week to reach a deadline. So I'll be taking about four weeks away from the podcast, four to six. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how things work out with the summer coming up. Um, And I'll be using the time to plan, schedule, interview, and create, you know, 12 to 15 more episodes that'll air over the summer when barbecue is at its peak and we're, we're all spending time in the yards, putting podcasts on while we're cooking dinner. So this will be the last episode for a little while, but I'm not going anywhere. As always, I'm looking for interview suggestions topic suggestions, and any feedback to help make this show as good as it can be. So please feel free to shoot me a message with your thoughts. And with this time away, it's a perfect time to go back and re-listen to any of the episodes to find those key golden nuggets of information, those tips, those tricks, and those things that really spoke to you the first time around. Go back, have a listen to those, save them, write them down, and, and start to implement a lot of the things that you heard. And it's going to take you to some pretty sweet places. But now that we got that out of the way... Let's get into this week's episode. I sat down and chatted with Uncle Hemi this week to talk about shifting content styles, being more deliberate with your direction, planning ahead with a bigger goal in mind. Sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy my discussion with Uncle Hemi Barbecue. All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Influential Barbecue today. This week, I'm chatting with the man behind the Hemi Big Bite Challenge and the reason we all take such gluttonous bites of our well-prepared food. I've got Garrett Hemstock with me today of Uncle Hemi Barbecue. Garrett, thanks for joining me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. So we got through our technical hurdles before the call started, and you know everything's working fine now for us, but do you think you could kind of introduce yourself to any listeners that don't know you and just kind of tell us what you're all about and what you do? Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Garrett. Uh, go by Uncle Hemi on all the platforms. I'm a welder by trades, and uh, I've been doing the barbecue thing pretty steady since 2016 um, in like making and cooking and developing my own recipes and whatnot, but I've been cooking since I was a little kid. Uh, this kind of all got started via a charity cook type of thing. I wanted to do something uh, nice for people that were struggling during COVID. I had uh, I had like a, some a family member donate a brisket, and we were just going to cook dinner for a bunch of people that you know just had a bad year, 2020, and it ended up being like feeding like 32 people that had all sorts of different stories to go along with their with their year, and uh, we we kind of made some content for for it, and I was like, wow, okay, this is something that uh, I kind of want to pursue, so. Yeah, and I'm from a small town, Fort McMurray, Northern Alberta. It was uh, good paying jobs and long hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard lots about Fort McMurray. They've got lots of, well, you're, you're a welder up there. Is there oil fields there too? Is that correct? Or am I yeah, wrong? The oil, yeah, the oil, the oil sands. So like the truck and shovel operations and there's a bunch of different mines and stuff out there. It's, uh, it's a busy spot. Awesome. Yeah, I know a lot of people from Ontario who've gone out to Alberta for work in the oil sands and everything. And then they come back a few years later and buy houses bigger than I could ever afford. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they come back, they come back with a pocket full of cash. 
yeah it's like oh okay so that wasn't a, such a bad idea after all but the, the work they're doing out there is just grueling i'm glad i don't do it i don't know how they do but it's uh yeah man it's all well, you're working on some of the biggest equipment in the world right like these the, these these trucks are the size of you know two-story houses driving just driving down their uh, combination between the load and the actual weight of the, of the truck is like 800 tons right and yeah it's just i can't even think of weights that big that yeah and, there's, and then, then there's like 200 of them ripping around <laughs> you feel like a little racetrack up there yeah you feel like an ant out there (laughs) so you started you know cooking some for some people during covid helping out which you know i think a lot of us kind of really took some pride in Mm -hmm. making food for people that were struggling but how did you kind of find your way onto social media and then really take up making videos taking pictures posting about it and kind of building a social media presence around it so in like uh, in 2016, my my girlfriend at the time, wife now, and my good buddy uh, George, they had bought me a um, just a small big chief. It's like a little tin box smoker, and they're like, because we like we like to have smoked food, and there wasn't really a lot of places to do it. So they're like, well, let's get Garrett this and see what you know, see if he likes it. And uh, I put that thing put that thing to the absolute ringer like it, it's designed to do like smoke fish so it's like i think it does like it taps out like 170 degrees 175 degrees so i like i jimmied this thing to i had like a cardboard box around it a wool blanket i had all duct tape so i could get this thing to do like 250 degrees so i'm like it had like a 30 pound limit i'm jamming like 40 pounds of brisket in this thing like i smoke <laughs> i went nuts on smoking with this thing for like three years until i finally just melted it and then i, <laughs> and then I did a, i did some did some research i also needed a new barbecue because natural gas and or propane up here in canada is like i mean not like some people some people don't mind going out and starting and starting the the charcoal but like you know when it's when it's minus 20 and you want a steak or something like that you go you turn your turn your grill on and you just get going right yeah. so that's when uh, i decided to invest in a black earth grill because it was a hybrid and i was like okay well this does this does the pellet option it has the it has the natural gas so i got the best of both worlds i i can buy this so i bought and invested a pretty penny on a beautiful grill and um danielle was just like listen you should you know instead of trying to like take all these photos and of the of the stuff that you're making and like flooding your regular account why don't you just start an instagram and the people that and friends and family that want to watch will follow i was like okay that's a good idea so i think from 2000 and 19 when i started that account to the end of december uh, 2020 i think i might have had like 400 like family friends a combination of people that may have found me via hashtags or or whatever else but like not not really a following and absolutely zero concept on how to build content and then it just kind of like the the charity cook um i put it to social media i was like hey if you have if you have people in your life that are had a really bad year um, I'm like, I'm fortunate enough to be working despite all these shutdowns and whatnot. So I would love to give back in any way I can. Um, this is what I'll do. So then my buddy brought his, his smoker over and we cooked this massive meal and uh, a good buddy of mine who works, who's partnered with me and uncle Hemi, we, um, he's like, let's do this. Let's, 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 let's make content. Like this is, this is something that we can do. I was like, all right. That's awesome. And like, you've gone from 400 to almost 14,000 followers in two years. Yeah. Um, I th- you were stuck around seven or 8,000 for a little while there. And then earlier this year, you just kind of took off and now you're up to just about 14. I had a turkey. I think I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, 13,000 or somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm near there. It was, uh, I had a turkey video go viral in, um, the end of November between Christmas and, uh, and Black Friday. And it like hit, it almost hit like 16 million and in four weeks that it like, like a lot of people probably thought like it was fake, you know, and, 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 and whatever else. Like there was some, there were some haters on there, but, uh, I think my account over doubled. I think I got like 6,800 follows in, in, uh, in, in, but it was crazy, man. Like I had to turn my phone off because I was getting like a thousand likes an hour and like <laughs> my phone was just hot, just, just, yeah. just heat from this thing. Like, man. <laughs> I've, I've noticed sometimes I've, I need to do all of my things on Instagram before I post a reel because if it hits the algorithm, it makes doing anything impossible. There's been a few times where like, I'm going to post this and then I'll, you know, I'll do some follows and some comments and it's just buzzing nonstop yeah. with just people I don't know liking and commenting the whole time. It's like, I can't, this is stressing me out. I'm going to walk <laughs> off for a couple hours and come back and hopefully it's done. But I've noticed it just goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, just like, just in like, in just in building content in, in in general and having and having your natural engagement with just with with you know with the people that follow and you follow 
that's that's a task in itself. And then when you have a video that's gaining a thousand likes an hour and, you know, it's being shared 25,000 times, it's just like, okay, now you have to factor that in, right? So then it's like yeah, everything yeah. else, like it, it directly like affects everything. Like, you you know, you, you can't look at your phone and just receive a text message from your mom and, you know, respond without like being flooded with all the other notifications and everything too, right? Yeah, I've I've made it a habit that I I don't push notifications from Instagram to my phone. Yeah, I, t- I had to try to turn it off. But now I find myself I just I open Instagram way more to check because I, it's yeah. not pushing it to me. So I I get lost in there a lot more often now because I have them pushing to me. Because now you're in the app. Yeah, you're stuck in the wormhole. So they they get you no matter what you try to do. But do do you find that there's a any sort of formula or reason why you have certain videos go viral or is it just kind of luck of the algorithm draw? Oh man, it is, (laughs) (laughs) it is, it is a game. Um, I mean, you feel like, you feel like you might have it at one point and then like you make this banger reel that you think is just fire and it's just a complete dud and it's just like, what's going on? Um, Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Like I never expected that turkey breast to to blow up like that. Like the video is like six seconds long, but like it got watched. It got rewatched by the same people. I think like almost five hundred thousand times, right? Because it tells you like how many Jeez. how many views and how many people, right? So like it was rewatched a pile of times, right? So it's like you can sit there and try and develop insights uh, or try and develop a, a like a like a pattern to develop your, your content on, but you're, you're kind of at the mercy of what people want to see. And the one thing that I did realize about the Turkey breast was it was a seasonal, like the, you gotta, like, the, and I didn't really think about it at the time, but people were sending that and sharing it at their, on their stories. It was like, if this isn't what Christmas is, if this isn't the Turkey dinner at Christmas, I'm not coming. Like people were sharing that in their stories. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well that makes sense. Right. So then like, that's the other thing that I kind of taken back, I was like, so if there's like a, if there's a holiday coming or, you know, and, and barbecue season is going to be a big one, right? There's like, people are just going to be grilling all summer mm-hmm. long. But if there's like a holiday specifically, like see Easter or whatever, right? And you develop content around those types of family dinners. This is stuff that people are going to send to each other. Like, hey, do you think we, you know, we might make this for, for dinner or whatever for family dinner, right? So that was, that wasn't. Those wheels weren't turning at the time. Yeah, I think around every holiday I always see, like especially Thanksgiving and Christmas, I see so many people posting turkey cooks and things like that. Turkey and prime rib. And I always think to myself, like, there's so many turkey and prime rib videos. I'm not going to do any of them. Do it. But it's not about what I'm seeing, right? It's about what my followers are going to end up seeing. And people following me aren't necessarily following everybody else. So I got to get out of that mindset of I'm sick of seeing turkey, so I won't post a turkey because... Yeah, it, that doesn't determine where this goes once it catches an algorithm wave. It could go to so many people that don't know the barbecue world even exists. So I can't, I can't exclude a holiday because I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, you want to you want to make you want to you obviously you want to make content that's going to be good for your viewers to follow, right? You know, you're just like I want to make stuff mm-hmm. for my followers, but at the same time, you got to remember like all these platforms like TikTok. Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, they're all they're all investing piles of money right now into short form content. And each one has its own form of showing that content to people that don't follow you, right? So this is like, yeah, okay, my followers may not want to see a turkey breast again, but, you know, one way to find or get new people to follow you is like in that Reels tab or the For You or, you know, Shorts on mm-hmm. YouTube. Right. So it's like, it's, yeah, sometimes you don't want to like remake the content again, but you know, it's not a bad idea to constantly remake stuff. Plus you're going to, every time you make something, you're going to make it again, you're going to make it better or something's going to, something's going to happen different. Right. Yeah. And it goes back to a a common theme on this show, which is for the most part, the content you're creating is not for yourself. It's for the people that are following you, your target audience or customers, depending on what you're trying to do. It's not for your own personal pleasure. And if it is, then you're not listening to this podcast because that just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely like to experiment with flavors and stuff and that's, and that stuff. Okay. Well, is this going to taste good? Um, You know, and that, that, but that's how you develop the, the the flavor profiles and recipes anyways right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and i also think too with with how the turkey breast video went viral with the rewatches as well i think that comes down a lot to it's a six second video and it's good content 
there's no like dry space in it. So it automatically replays two or three times because people yeah. are watching it going, what the heck just happened? Yeah, exactly. You know, all these 45 second to a minute reels, you, you don't get the rewatch because it's a longer time investment. So every mm -hmm. now and then it's a good idea to pepper in one of those shorter ones that's going to get yeah. the rewatches and maybe catch a different algorithm. Yeah, just like that six-second money shot. And it's like, whoa, let's watch that again. And like people were like, well, there's a hose feeding water through the turkey breast under the table. It's like, what? No, there isn't. <laughs> why would I do that to my turkey? <laughs> yeah, why would I do that? Like, that's, like, that's a lot of planning. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to drill a hole in the turkey to feed water under the skin to make sure that it pops at the right moment. <laughs> you should do a side-by-side -side comparison of that next fall do one with a hose in it and see if it's the same so i did that on, i did that on tiktok so like <laughs> anything like so anything like people are gonna people are gonna like cast shade on anything that you do you're gonna have the haters you're gonna have the trolls and you just gotta find a way to turn that negative energy into positive energy so what i did was somebody Somebody made a comment on my TikTok video of the turkey breast that I obviously I cross post and he's just like, oh, you dunked that in water or something like that. It was, and I was just like, so I made a, because you had the option now or the, the option where you can actually like reply to a comment with a video. So I did that and I took, right. I just, I just went to the, went to the store and bought one of those divorce chickens, right? Like the rotisserie chickens from the grocery store. <laughs> and I just took the chicken thigh and I like just dunked it in the bottle. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it's dry as fuck. Let's dunk it in water. Cause that's what the comment was. So I did it and I just took a big bite and it's just dripping water and like <laughs> chicken juice all over my face. But it was funny. Then it got a bunch of views and a bunch of comments. And then, and then the dude that actually who chirped me, he goes, man, I did not expect you to do this. And then he sends me a follow. So it was like, I turned the negative hater, like, you know, that, 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 that negative energy into like, you know, positive content. And I picked up a follower from it. Yeah. That's a great way to also just create extra content is finding those negative ones and just trying to put your personality on someone else's pessimism. Absolutely. Know? Just, like no regular day would you dunk a chicken in water, but it was, you know what? Good content and it was a shitty chicken anyway. So why not? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't got to constantly like battle trolls and like get into it with the armchair warriors or whatever, whatever it is. You know, you can, you can, you can find, you can find good in all this stuff and, and, and even have fun with it. Like I, I was laughing as like the water's pouring and it was actually my wife's idea. She's like, you should do this. I'm like, that sounds disgusting, but okay. <laughs> I'll do it for the gram. Let's go. Do it for the gram. Hashtag. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good way to also just keep your blood pressure lower and your stress lower is just, if you see negative comments, either ignore them or just turn them into better content because it's so, it's such a waste of energy. Yeah. You got to do your best to do it, man. It's, um, it's tough. Like some, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I've, I've got the thickest skin or, you know, you're, you're invincible to, to, you know, you know, words hurt and you read these things and it's just like, it can get to you. Right. Like even like mm -hmm. on like a grander scale, you look at like, like pop culture and like celebrities and stuff like these people deal with this, this shit constantly. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, you gotta, you gotta do your, you gotta do your best to just, you know, find the, find the light and be positive about it. Yeah. We've definitely picked a pretty toxic medium to try and base a lot of our time in because it's, it's hard out there with, especially just the accounts that are only created to just shit on people oh, yeah. are out there just firing away the whole time. And it's like, oh my God, this doesn't even make sense, but I'm angry at you now. And I don't know <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't have, I don't have the time to go on to my phone <laughs> and find an account where somebody invested time to build content to just shit talk them about it. Like, I don't like, what are these people, what are these people doing day to day that they have this time to dispose like that? Yeah. I need a job where they work to have the time and money to be able to do that. And with their <laughs> spare time and energy, like, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> and that it all goes back to, you know, you got to ignore it. You got to spin it in a positive and don't be afraid of the block button, you know, yeah. lock them away. doesn't matter. If they're not someone you want, get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, I've used that a few times. Like I'll try and I'll try and like, you know, try and make a follower out of somebody that is, is whatever, but there's just, there's just people that just want to want to be out there to hurt feelings. And that's, you know, not a part, not, not, not into that. No, it's a waste of everybody's energy in that spot. So you've, you started with your content the way you did and you've got the reels that have taken off a bit, but recently you've kind of shifted your content style pretty intentionally. You took a little bit of time off and now you've come back with these reels that are like Quentin Tarantino produced productions and also these like walkthrough recipe videos. What's the thought behind doing a full revamp of the style of content that you're trying to put out? Um, I think it was, well, it, it definitely was from, from December, 2020, to about, I'd say, 
June, July last year where I, I didn't know where this was going. Right, you had you know you 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 talk to brands, you talk about sponsorships and stuff like that, but like at the, like at the at, at really like like you don't know where it's going, don't know where the goal was, and then finally I'm like, okay, I want this to be the full time. Like eventually, if I can if I can create content and work with businesses and events and stuff like that, this is the goal. So th- doing this, I need I need to I need to invest more time and money and start making content with not just my phone. And like, and kudos to kudos to people that only use their phone, and you know, or maybe that's all that like that, that's what that's what they have to use. But like, my, my my goal is I wanted to make the content like you see it, like the cinematic type videos. So I'm still trying to find my way. I'm still learning because this is I'm a welder, man. Like I don't I don't play with cameras. <laughs> I don't play like we just had the technical difficulties trying to figure out the sound in this camera for this for the last 15 minutes. Right? I was on technical support calling my buddy. So like trying to find that trying to find that path and and it's new, it's new man. Like content creation, social media, like all this stuff is new. So trying to find your way and trying to figure out how to do it and what picks up and what works is is the challenge. And what works for you, right? Like you got to find your style. You got to find your brand and what I've been doing lately is I really like, I like what the content that I'm making because it's a bit slower. I love the slow motion. So if you see any of the new reels that I'm making, the, the short cutouts are always slow motion. They're short. They're like, a, you know, anywhere from a half a second to a second and a half, but they're slow. And what I, and, and what I find is a lot of the people that are making content, everything is quick. Right, you're seeing quick cuts of stuff. They have the microphone closer, doing the ASMR. You got the the the, the slab of the whatever on the cutting board. You cut it, throw it into this, and that content's great. But that's not my style. That's not the direction that I want to do. And a lot of people you're seeing too make parodies on TikTok of they can't follow this recipe, right? Because a lot of a lot of a lot of these a lot of these platforms don't have the ability where you can just press pause. Go into the ingredients section in the caption, read what's happening, and then because it's you know it's it's a half a second, right? You're editing to the to, to microseconds, and mm-hmm. you know people want to replicate and make the recipes that you're making. So if I can have in one pan a, a half a second or one second, you see truffle oil, then you know that I'm using truffle oil. That's something quick, right? And then I want those key points of the video to pop. Right. So it's just, but it's, again, it's finding my way, finding the style, making the edit, learning it, learning the, learning the software, learning it's uh, but it's fun, man. It's, it's a task, but it's fun. Yeah. I think the, the tricky part is because you've only got, I think TikTok's three minutes now, but no one's sitting there watching a three minute TikTok. I know I don't, but you, you have so much, like, even if you just did a steak video, there's still, you know, 10 to 15 steps on how to properly do a steak and you have to keep it interesting. So it's so hard to just make a recipe video out of, you know, 20 seconds of interesting content and having people follow around. So instead you, you've kind of taken the, I'm going to do a slow-mo cut of this bone and ribeye, a slow-mo taste of it, a slow-mo drizzle of a chimney over top of it. And then in the description, I'm going to kind of lay out these ingredients and these steps. And then, you know, DM me if you have more questions, I'll walk you through kind of what I did. Absolutely. Is that kind of, kind of where you're going with it? like a movie trailer for your steak and then the ingredients. And then even further than that, right? So you'll see like the cinematic stuff, you'll see the recipe or the quick write up about it. But the goal with all of this is the, is yeah, hammer down the short form content, but also create long form content. Something that I've always said is like these platforms have all these different options to get your content out of there. We'll use Instagram for an example. You have stories, you have videos, Instagram video, they got rid of IGTV. You got reels, you've got your grid pages, you got your photos, you got your lives. And these, these platforms offer insights on every one of these categories. Utilize them, right? You have these options, these are them. Those are all avenues that people use on the app to see content. If you're only using them, I feel like you're not taking the platform to its full potential. I mean, reels are great. You can you can get lots of followers and and whatnot. But like my goal is to create content that helps people, right? I don't want to just make videos and, you know, and then just have it be entertaining. I want it to be entertaining and useful. So if you see a cool cinematic steak video on my on my on my Instagram, say it's a minute or 20 seconds, however long, I want to have a follow-up on my YouTube that you can come check out 
and it'll be, hey, this is the steak that I buy, and this is why I buy the steak, and this is why I put truffle oil on it, and this is why I vacuum seal it, and this is why I, you know, and like and do a walkthrough. So you have like a five minute video. So you have you have the ability to go learn more about why I'm making those videos the way that I am. Okay, that's a pretty good indication of like how to use more than one platform to kind of drive people where you want to go because you know they go to youtube then you're getting ad dollars once you hit a certain threshold um i don't know what the followers are i can't quite remember uh it's like four thousand watch hours and a thousand followers but like i really took when the when the, your last your last interview with uh jesse prowls like and she said don't don't build your house on rented land as i was like a, mm -hmm. it's absolutely if you're only focusing on one platform you need to branch out and and it's it's hard it's it's hard to it's hard to focus on all these different platforms but if you if this is something that you want to do and take serious and grow it's what, something that you got to do yeah and even after the the episode with grork boys barbecue i i immediately fired up youtube reels and snapchat spotlights and then a week later i was like oh my god this is a yeah. lot of work holy crap i respect to that guy <laughs> yeah i was listening to it he's like snapchat eh all right so like i started like uploading on snapchat i'm like man these don't hit at all <laughs> i had like one video hit 300 i'm like yes <laughs> yeah, we're back to the beginning numbers. I'm like, I got 150 views, baby. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm just like, I'm riding the 15 million turkey breast view. And then it's the, that high for so long. And then I get like 300 views on Snapchat. I'm like, money in the bay. <laughs> yeah. I'm on my way to a payout. Let's go. But it, it's so true that you've got to be everywhere. And I think something a lot of people don't consider, I know I don't consider it just because of the time it takes, but to have different types of content because yeah, we can, we can post a reel on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube shorts, and Snapchat spotlights, all four of them, the exact same thing. That's easy. And that's a good thing to do. That's sustainable so that you have multiple platforms, but mm -hmm. each of the platforms you have to nurture in a slightly different way based on how the community interacts based on like in TikTok, a great one that people love to do is stitching or video replies to comments. That's not as popular yeah. on reels because reels, you have stories and grid posts for pictures. You're not going to turn your Instagram into a TikTok because it looks completely different on the profile. Whereas TikTok is laid out to kind of look like that. But mm. then you have to find a way to centralize all of it back to where you want them to go. That's going to help you create an income stream which for you yeah. would be the youtube channel videos come see how i did this for a little bit of ad revenue and then that will probably lead them to your website where you've got you know merch and affiliate links and all that stuff is that kind of the kind of the road absolutely so like i mean first and foremost you need to get you need to get a following you need to have people that are interested in your stuff right so then exactly you got you have to it's it's called a funnel right so essentially you need to funnel everyone back to where they can where they can purchase this stuff right so like the goal because it's a lot it's you know managing all these social media platforms and managing you know the merchandise and the relationships that you have with the people to build this stuff and like even like i'm wanting to come up with sauces and rubs and stuff too so then going back to the website it's like it's not, I, i'm top i have a full-time job my buddy that helps me he's got a full-time job so like trying to find the time to work together to do this stuff is also a task right so then like we're going to have, it'll be the website will be treated like a blog in a sense. There'll be, there'll be recipes on there where you can go and, and, and there'll be like embedded links. So there'll be a YouTube, like the YouTube channel videos will be there. So if you want to, you know, there'll be a catalog of information on the website, but YouTube, YouTube would be the goal. I think, uh, ultimately, and I, I think that's, that's proven most lucrative. I think, I, I think. I'm, 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 I'm not personally at the, at, at the rate of monetization yet, but I've, and anything that I've had branding wise has been through Instagram because that's where I'm growing my following. That seems to be where people truly love the food niche more than anywhere. Right. Yeah. Because it, it took off a little while ago or a few years before the TikTok and Instagram and that, where there was just full cooking shows on YouTube and it kind of, mm -hmm. it drew a whole new audience over there. I'd, I'm terrible with YouTube. I don't even like watch YouTube videos in my spare time. So I know so little about it. And But if you ever need to like do like a how to, or, you know, like, how do I do this? I guarantee you, you search Google and you go to YouTube, right? Yeah. How to make yeah. camera work on computer YouTube go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I, I don't understand YouTube at all. I've, I've never like created a video there. I did, I worked at a record label for a bit and helped them like with some claims and people who use the music illegally, but that was like the extent of what I did on YouTube. And I've seen the comment sections on YouTube. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going in there. I can't. Man, like, and that's the other, like <laughs> we could go, we could go into every, 
every avenue like the TikTok comments are, are are one thing they seem to like gang up and 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 bash whoever's in there youtube you got the people that like will hate on content and then you have other youtubers that'll go in and they'll like fight the people that are hating on the content <laughs> <laughs> it's like every platform has it has different different engagement and it's just sometimes it's hilarious to see yeah it's wild so You've, you've made this, this shift in content styles and, you know, directing towards YouTube as your like phase one of the Hemi full-time challenge here. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, um, what is it about this content creation and cooking that makes you want to kind of step away from welding and go into the digital world of creating steak videos and partnering with like cooking brands and things like that? What's, what's attracting you to that i love since i was a kid i just i i love i love cooking i love i love creating flavors and 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 blending stuff like i have no i have no training on on cooking everything has been self-taught and everything but like i don't feel like i could be in the kitchen or on the back deck or you know editing all day for you know 12 14 hours you know however long i'm doing something and no matter what it is, it doesn't feel like work. Like it's like I just thoroughly enjoy every avenue and step of the process. And like I've been welding since I was 15 years old. And I mean, I used to love it and it's gotten me where I am now today. And I'm thankful for every aspect of the trade career and my job. But ultimately, I wanna I wanna create. Like I I my personality is big. I like I like I love people. I love engaging with people. I love meeting people. So this is just like this has been the funnest like a year and a half, despite COVID and like all the other shit that's happening in the world. You know, being able to engage with people and 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 create stuff that people love. Is, 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 it's, it's, it's just so, it just makes me feel accomplished every, every step of the way. Yeah. And there's, there's not quite as big of a, a feedback loop on things you make when you're welding. I don't think as there would be if you're cooking for people or family or groups of friends, you know, like the work that I do is I do ma- like I do maintenance and stuff. Right. So it's just like you, you're getting the equipment going and, 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 and it's rewarding. And it's some people, some people are happy with like at that, at that point, but I just feel like there's just so much more to life than, you know, staying at a job until you retire, you know, for 30, 40 years. Like I just, um, I never really ever thought of myself as like an artist or like creative until I started doing this stuff and making, making these videos and making these dishes and like wrapping all sorts of food and bacon and like adding, you know, doing just like, just, just creating. I've never, and then now it's just like, okay, like this is look. I look back at some of the stuff that I made. I'm like, okay, like this is, it's hard. It's because I never thought of myself as creative, right? Right. So. Yeah, I, a lot of it, I think, comes down to, you know, this didn't exist when we were 15. I'm assuming we're similar in age, but this whole, like me doing a podcast, you filming videos for stakes, like this just didn't exist when we were 15 years old trying to figure out a life path. And the whole path was just go to college or go to trade school and then, yeah. then you'll find an amazing job and that sure as shit hasn't happened. So <laughs> here I am making a podcast, talking to you about cooking steaks in front of a camera and you know, you went the trade route. So you've been at least working the whole time, but mm. we, this didn't exist. This wasn't something like if you told your parents, I think I kind of want to just go into like talking on, on the internet, or I want to go into to taking pictures of making food maybe. And like, we would have got hit for saying that as a kid like no you're gonna go to school you're gonna find a real job and make some real money <laughs> i mean if we if we stuck with it we would have been successful because of because of the evolution right but i mean like no one has that forecast the handful of people that did strike it big in the dot-com and the early youtubers and whatever they seen it they had that vision but you know i was busy i was busy working you know 40 50 60 hours a week saving up to buy a house at, you know, at a young age and, you know, everyone's got different paths and, you know, and, 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 and influences from whatever, you know, you've seen your parents do or whatever else. Right. So yeah, if I, if I would have told my dad at like 15, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make videos on, you know, on how to make food. My, I probably would have got slapped upside the head. <laughs> 
that. And when the internet came out when we were 15, it was very much, don't go on there. There's predators. You're not allowed to give out any real information on the internet. And now it's like, hi, this is me. Email or send stuff to my PO box. If you'd like, here's my Venmo, send me money. You can, you can contact me here, 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 here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's so much different now. And I think like the kids growing up now seeing this, I can't wait to see what happens in like 10 years and what, you know, the kids now are going to come up with. The rate at which everything is evolving is absolutely insane, man. Yeah. And it's, it's stressful because it's impossible to keep up with it at the same time. Like we have so much at our disposal, but I cannot keep track of any of it at all. And it's, it's that very scatterbrained kind of, I have to do all these little things all the time. And it's that part I find really, really hard to manage. The information highway from every direction. It's like you just, you just literally cannot consume it fast enough. Yeah. And especially cause we, you know, again, we grew up in a time where there was like two mediums, there was a radio and there was a TV and then eventually the internet was fast enough to use. But now the kids growing up now yeah. with all this information, they can, I think they can multitask a whole bunch of different things, but we just, we're yeah. not very good at that right now. We can't keep up with it at all. Well, I mean, look, I, 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 there, there, there's, there's that, there's that kid on YouTube that literally opens toys and like makes 8 million a year. <laughs> I don't even think the, I don't even think the kid's ten years old. What the fuck? <laughs> That's <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, it's like, I know. If I if I if I made you feel shitty, I apologize. But that's what's that's what's out there right now. <laughs> it's just mind blowing that that's a thing now. Like, imagine if we were ten years old opening RC cars for millions of dollars. That would have been incredible. Man, I used to, I used to love RC cars too. Like, that would have been the shit. <laughs> like, it was a good day if you got an RC boat. That was a whole different. That was a whole different world right there. <laughs> wow, crazy. we never really got to. We never really got like the waters thaw for like two months up here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Just cruising around that RC boat in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd open it on Christmas, so everything's frozen anyway. So you're filling the tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I want to I want to switch over here. You've kind of created, you know, this following. A lot of it came from the turkey breast, and you've kind of maintained content after that viral video. But a big thing that you started was a Hemi Big Bite Challenge. And Mm -hmm. there's people all over the place making food just ridiculously sized and taking a massive bite, (laughs) posting a reel, and tagging you, and you run... I think it's a monthly contest for this. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So every uh, I compile, I compile the bites from every video, and I, along along with the video, the first I think the first bites me for that at some point in the month, and then the second one is the winner, and then the rest of the bites are whatever was compiled that for that month. Okay. So what inspired this big bite challenge? Were you just trying to engage some people and have some shit? start or like so <laughs> what, what came behind this I, I i going back to like you know you want to find your style you want to find your brand you know you also you, you got to make something that sets you apart something that you can call your own and like you know people will know you right so just one day i was i was walking out the door and uh, i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make this hemi big bite challenge you Post a video of you taking a bite out of something you made, whether it was you, your loved one, I don't know, the dog, whatever. Just and then and then and share it. Tag me. Use the hashtag, and I'm gonna give some stuff away. So like, I'll give a hundred dollars worth of uh, something either cooking related or my merchandise or whatever, and I'll find you know I'll try and find some co-sponsors. And we've had we've had. I've given away collapsible grills. We've given away knives. We've given away thermometers, knife carrying bags, different types of merchandise. Like it's, I was actually blown away by the response from everyone. Not only, not only people just enjoying it and having fun sharing with the content that they're sharing, but like brands are like, they're like, yeah, of course I want to do this. I would love to give away a knife or I would love to give away this, this thing. Unfortunately, lately I've, I've I haven't had a lot of time to focus on it because of the content transition and everything else. But I am coming back to it, and the driver behind it, not only just having something to call my own, was my goal is to always create engaging content. So you can you can post videos and stuff like that, and you garner a like, and you know that's that's all good and dandy, but. The main goal to, I believe, catch anything on the algorithm is to have engaging content. Content that you'll see has platforms have changed. Like Instagram will will move your 
content along if it's got lots of saves, saves primarily, because what that tells Instagram is the viewer finds value in that post now. They saved it and they wanna come back to it. Share I see is the second most important because you find value in that content enough to share it with your friends and family. Now, the reason why I say that's one second is because there's no surefire way to say that, hey, that person's gonna watch it, engage with it, you know, save it and share it themselves, right? But it's the second way. And then comments. So anytime you'd like someone comments, you know, adding, adding uh, an engaging comment, building on something, talking about why the content you're watching relates to you, right? So like those are always goals. So then having a Hemi Big Bite Challenge, now they've, they've made their dinner, they have their fam, the, the followers have their family members filming them as they're taking bites, or maybe they're all taking a group bite, or maybe they're feeding the dog a steak or whatever, whatever it is, they share it. And I share it, people see it, they love it. Like there are two of those videos gone viral. I think, I think uh, Cooking with Swiss's steak, he got like seven and a half million views from his Big Bite. And then uh, Brian Woods, he got like 250,000 views from his cheesecake. Right. So like not only not only am I am I like getting the background funnel stuff from people like the, you know, the basis of the Hemi Big Bite Challenge, but the person that's making the content is primarily creating engaging content that they get to see and reap the rewards from. Right. And then on top of that, enter it into a contest and win some shit. Right. So it just it just it just seems fun. And that was the driver behind it. It's already a great idea to just share around these hilarious big bites. Like cooking with Swiss, didn't he dump a whole fucking rib roast in a chimichurri dish and just take oh, it? Oh, like, I think he had one where he like he picked up the lobster tail and like dumped it in like three gallons of butter or something. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I think the one like I can't remember. I, I can't remember the one that he shared exactly, but I think it was just a big chunk of ribeye and he like dunked it in the uh, in the chimichurri and it hit like seven and a half million views. Like that's awesome. The stuff he makes is ridiculous, and it's so fun to watch. Because like, oh, he's hilarious. He is like a six-court colander of chimichurri. You're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? I don't know why I like it, but I do. <laughs> yeah. It's his hair. It's always his hair. Yeah, I've, 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 I've talked to them a lot offline, and he's 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 a great dude. He's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's it's such an engaging way to get people not only to interact with you, but interact with each other. So you're helping grow a community even more. And then you're bringing mm -hmm. brands in, helping them raise awareness for their product, giving away free things. And it's just kind of a, it, it's a great way to build community, build engagement and build popularity within the industry, which is such a smart way to go about it because brands are looking for stuff like that. And that's mm -hmm. exactly how you do it. You, you did it perfectly there. Yeah. And people like, they just constantly almost, then they, then they start to almost compete with each other. It's like, well, so-and-so did this, did this one. I want to do something better. And it's, and, and it's, it's like, it's inspirational too, right? Cause somebody just wants to cook something that much better the next time. So it looks that good on, on camera. Right. So it's almost, it's challenging people. Well, that's a Hemi big bite challenge. So it's challenging people to do, to do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That's great. I finally joined in after a few months of seeing people doing it. And I was like, I should, what am I doing? I should get in on this here. You should get, you should, you should post, you should post one every month. <laughs> I should, I've had a hard enough time cooking the last couple months with all the snow around here, but I'll get back to it. You'll see a lot of me in the summer. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So just before we kind of wrap up here, I wanted to ask you about uh, the merch stuff that you launched, because I know you launched a brand new line of merch. You got sweaters, shirts, and hats all with your own logo, but it also looks like you've been doing like clothing collaborations with other brands as well. Is it is clothing something you've always kind of been involved in and liked or... How did that all come about? Because I see on your um, website, you've got a whole collaborations tab there. Yeah. So the collaborations tab, that's something that's like, uh, like for future. So when people do want to collaborate, like I do have a, like I have an open, okay. essentially an open collaboration with 86 Chef Apparel. So Corey does, does my merch. He handles it. That was because I was trying to, I was trying to step away from um, a, a, a drop shipper that I was using before the, 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 the quality wasn't consistent okay. and everything that comes from 86 is like perfect so it's just i try and like i try to keep it that way but as for clothes and stuff hats hats was like number one like i love hats nice quality like i've always i've always like i must have 60 hats upstairs like just different types of hats <laughs> so when i when i first rolled out my merchandise i was like okay i'm gonna buy or i'm gonna have i'm gonna have hats that are that are high quality and you know something that i would wear everything everything that i wanted to sell is it'll be stuff that i would typically want to wear like I don't want to just follow, follow a trend or anything like that. I, I, I feel like I feel like the people that are watching them will be buying 
we're are, are following and buying the stuff because that's you know because I believe in it. So every aspect says I got like a, like tank tank tops in the summer, man. We gotta holster any ounce of sun that comes our way in the summer up here in Canada. So yeah. like I am I am rocking a tank top, and I don't quite have the body to just uh, you know have the six pack abs out and just rock no shirt. So I gotta I gotta leave some stuff covered up. But yeah, no the the clothing the clothing was that was a push from uh, my wife mostly. She's like you need to you need to do the clothing. Um, you know, you need to, she was, she's, she's going to design some more stuff for like, for the women to wear like crop tops. I don't like, I don't, I don't know the fashion. I don't know the fashion realm as much as, as well as, as well as she did, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, hats, hats primarily. And then, um, along with that website, there's going to be the spices that I'm going to be rolling out and the sauces that I'm going to be rolling out. And, um, like the goal is to have not just merchandise and the spices and the sauces, but eventually barbecue tools and like branded uncle. Cause the, 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 the goal is uncle Hemi brand. So I want to be able to have, you know, the stuff that I use, that I endorse, that I believe in will be available on the Hong Kong website. Okay. So you're, I mean, lots of people go the, the merchandise route with shirts and sometimes hats and stuff. And, but you're going deeper into doing some sauces and some rubs. How are you? I think in Canada, especially, it might be a little harder to kind of tackle that kind of stuff. What's your experience been trying to figure out how to launch some, some rubs and, and sauce brands? What do you, like, how is that going for you in a sense? Um, for me, like I, fortunately, because I, uh, I ambassador, I ambassador Motley Q products. So, so Joe and Jess are definitely helping me out with, uh, with that portion of it. I haven't gone too deep into detail about the actual uh, manufacturing because so right now I'm still developing flavors and like seeing what I want, seeing what I want to sell and uh, what I want to push. So I definitely have a great resource being Motley Q to help me along the way. So when I, when I, when I, when I do come across hurdles, which I, I, you know, it's inevitable, it's going to happen. I feel like I have, I have the, I have the right guidance, you know, they won the best sauce in the world. So if any, mm-hmm. if anyone's going to know how to, you know, how to, how to do stuff, it's going to be those guys. Yeah. And that's, that goes back to a great point that's come up here on this show a bunch is, you know, use your friends, use your network with things you need to do. You know, everything that you're thinking of doing, someone's probably done something similar along the way and can kind of help guide you. And no one here is too prideful to share secrets on success because, you know, the more people that succeed, the better. Totally. Like you're, there's, there's, there's no path that you're going to probably pioneer. I mean, maybe like, I'm, I won't say never, you know, but very much likely, like you said, like, you know, everyone else has traveled down that road or someone else has traveled down that road, reach out. And if, you know, if you can use those experiences, it'll just save your time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the, the big goal for you is, you know, full-time uncle Hemi brand. Are you ever thinking of like a brick and mortar barbecue joint as well? Or are you, are you kind of trying to stay on the cloud? What do you, what are you thinking? What do you, what do you want to do? I get asked that. I get asked that a lot actually is it's like, Oh, you should open a restaurant. You should get a, a food truck. You should get this and that. And like, everything. <laughs> what I, so what I like about what I do is and we talked earlier about, like, you know, I'm building the content, you know, for my viewers and stuff like that. I'm not at the point yet right now where I think I could establish a menu and, you know, have that hammered out every day, day in, day out. I mean, I like the idea of one day having an establishment or even maybe many, but at this point, it's not there. I want to, I want to grow myself as a brand to the point where I'm going out and I'm hosting events. I'm building content for businesses. I'm building content for events. I'm building content for pages and, you know, I'm helping them along the way, but I'm also going there and I'm making something that I make online. Right. And so it's like exclusive. That's my vision is like doing these exclusive things for people and brands and, and companies down the road. So I feel like right now I don't have the ability to go brick and mortar with you know trying to become essentially barbecue on a global scale maybe one day down the road if it if it if it you know if you know i don't even say if anymore it's just like it's it's when so when it gets to that point i want to be able to you know to have something established in you know obviously probably edmonton where i'm from 
first and then uh, and then go from there. But one thing I love doing is collaborating with with other businesses and 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 like so there's like uh, Backstairs Burger here in Edmonton, um, Rob and Levi. I've I've worked with them a couple of times. We've made content where we've just done some cool burgers. They have a burger joint downtown Edmonton. They make fantastic stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna work together in the summer and do pop up events, right? I want to be able to I want to have my schedule open where I can do that. So say someone in Vancouver, or someone in Ontario, was just like Uncle Hemi, you want to come out and do you know throw down with us? I'm like, Absolutely. And so that's that's the goal. I like that model. That's a pretty cool vision there because you can just go and you get the joy of you know kind of running a bit of a restaurant, cooking for people something that you've created, but you're not tied to a single location or a single menu like it's it's going to take you places that you've never been making things you've never made and still being able to share that with people outside of your own town which i think is going to be a pretty cool thing yeah and learning just constantly learning like every time because i'm not like i said i'm not i'm not a trained cook or chef by any means so when i when i have the opportunity to throw down with some guys that have you know that have some some pretty cool culinary training i absorb absolutely everything i possibly can while i'm with them it's like that's that's the time to do it, if any time at all. That, like I can't, I can't go to school. I can't go to school right now and you know learn anything culinary because I have a mortgage to pay for, right? Like it's, and then I'm trying to build the content and everything else. So like any 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 opportunity I have to learn cooking, I'm doing it. And even if you could go to school, you probably wouldn't learn the techniques that these guys are using that they've created and and seen throughout their years of experience. You'll learn the basics and stuff, but you could learn that you know, YouTube or online for the basics. YouTube, how to. Exactly. But not these like experienced cooks, what they're doing and how they're doing it. You'd never learn that at school. So that it's no better way than to just get in a kitchen with them and make food. Absolutely. And that's one of the, like, that's one thing, like the one thing that I really want to learn more on is like making sauces and, and developing those types of those flavors and like acidities and, and, and whatnot. And, so it's, 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 but like I said, man, it's fun. This doesn't feel like work. This just every ounce of this is just, it's just, I love it. And engaging with the people that, that, that like to, that like to engage with my stuff. That's awesome, man. And I can, I can hear the excitement and enthusiasm in your voice. And I'm so excited to see kind of where you end up going with this and where this ends up taking you and how you kind of navigate through the ever-changing world of content and cooking with people and brands and all that stuff. And I just... Thanks so much for coming and chatting with me about this today. It's been a real pleasure. It's it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. Like I, I I absolutely appreciate having the opportunity to come on and 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 talk with you about the story. Like I like I said, I've been listening to your I've been listening to your shows and the people that you and the guests that you've had. You're killing it, man. So just to, just having this opportunity, I'm I'm, I'm pumped. I'm honored. Oh, thanks so much, man. And you know what? Everyone go follow Uncle Hemi Barbecue because he's going to end up in a city near you making burgers or steaks or something at your favorite local joint. And, you know, go buy a nice hat because they are nice friggin' hats. And I, I definitely <laughs> want one. Um, thanks again for joining me, man. And we'll talk to you a little bit later. Absolutely, man. Cheers. Take care. So there you have it, my chat with Garrett of Uncle Hemi Barbecue. I really admire how he sat down and really figured out what he wanted to create for content. He wasn't a fan of what was trending at the moment and what he was doing in the past, so he shifted his whole production process to create something that made him happy and drove him further towards where he knew he wanted to go. And that shows in his work. You can tell he loves creating these styles of content with, with the slow motion edits and the more personal walkthrough videos. And I'm excited to see his content get up on YouTube and the crossover between Reels and YouTube and everything in between. Go follow Uncle Hemi Barbecue and be sure to participate in the Instagram Big Bite Challenge. And so that will do it for this episode of Influential Barbecue. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. You can find everything we talked about on the show notes page at InfluentialBarbecue.com. As mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'll be stepping away for a few weeks to begin planning the second season of Influential Barbecue. So until then, be sure to check out the past episodes and refresh your brain on the amazing tips and information that these past guests have provided. If you or your business is looking to start a podcast, let me know. I recently started the podcabin.com in order to help businesses launch the podcast that they've been thinking about. Let me help you go from nothing to a full podcast so that you can cultivate brand loyalty, brand authority, and get new customers by launching your podcast in a totally different medium than everybody else. 
I'm Jordan Moore. You can follow my barbecue adventures on Instagram at the Backyard Brisket. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in season two. Keep on grilling.